Hi, this is Carol Miller, and welcome to our Get the Let Out calendar. 30 years ago, on May 14th, 1988, Led Zeppelin reunited for only the second time. The occasion was the 40th birthday bash for Atlantic Records, held at Madison Square Garden. Robert sang this as the second verse of Cashmere, which he later repeated. Jimmy had an out-of-tune guitar. Robert also forgot some other lyrics. But despite all this, Zeppelin's half-hour reunion wasn't all low points. 50 years ago, on May 15, 1968, Robert Plant is believed to have recorded a demo with his last pre-Zeppelin band called Obstweedle. But in 50 years, no one's ever come across it. Robert says their band picked up on the music of the American West Coast. A lot of American West Coast stuff, which really had caught me and saved me from ending up being the typical English pub singer. I found that the Californian musical scene was at least the spearhead or the great indicator of how music should actually have some bearing on, or at least some little pointers and indications on actual social behavior, if you like. Four years after Ob's Tweedle's demo, at a recording session on May 15, 1972, Led Zeppelin recorded Outside, on the lawn of Mick Jagger's estate when a plane flew overhead. Zeppelin included this on their album, Physical Graffiti. On May 16, 1966, Yardbirds guitarist Jeff Beck held his first solo recording session, resulting in the song Beck's Bolero, as well as a unique band name. Here's John Paul Jones. The name Led Zeppelin was um, coined by Keith Moon, which was originally going to be for a band that recorded Beck's Bolero, which was Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Nicky Hopkins, myself, and Keith Moon. And then the thought of it all going on the road, I thought, was sort of fairly horrific. And so that, it, that never came about, but um, we remembered the name and uh, asked if we could use it. The month after recording Beck's Bolero, Jimmy left session work to join Jeff and the Yardbirds. The name Led Zeppelin came in handy over two years later. On May 17, 1969, Ohio University's junior prom concert featured Led Zeppelin opening for the blind classical guitarist Jose Feliciano. Robert Plant remembers he really had to push it to be heard because of inferior sound equipment. I remember one night in Zeppelin we played Ohio University and the PA was actually a cluster of speakers right up in the apex of the room. It was a circular building with the statutory 60s students sitting looking suitably astonished or vacant or whatever it was and the PA was miles up in the air and there was no chance on earth that the voice could project. I think it was not until about 1970 that Led Zeppelin actually purchased the PA or rather I purchased the PA because I was a singer and then I made John Bonham pay some of it because he was the drummer. On May 18, 1972, Led Zeppelin were at Stargroves, Mick Jagger's 16th century manor house where they used the Rolling Stones mobile studio to record a wide range of dynamics especially in this one song. Here's the summer of my Stones had been recording at Stargrove since 68, since they had the freedom to start and stop at any hour of the day on a whim. 
It was Zeppelin's first time at Stargroves, but their third straight album recorded in part with the Rolling Stones mobile studio. 50 years ago, on May 21st, 1968, Donovan released a single that cracked the top five in both the US and the UK, and it featured John Paul Jones on bass and his musical director, hiring all the other studio musicians. In case you've heard that was Jimmy Page on guitar, it wasn't. It was Alan Parker. At the time of the UK recording session, Page was on his final US tour with the Yardbirds. And in case you've read that John Bonham played drums, it was actually Clem Catini. Consider that Jones and Bonham hadn't even met yet. On May 22, 1970, Led Zeppelin were not on tour anywhere, so Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were spending time at Bronneror Cottage, coming up with new songs for their third album. Their writing sessions yielded more material than they'd need to fill up just that one album. They rehearsed what would become the B-side for their next U.S. single. Jimmy also wrote this guitar riff, which he would use not on Zeppelin's third album, but their fifth. Fifty years ago, on May 23, 1968, Jimmy Page played with the Yardbirds at the Fillmore West in San Francisco, their third year in a row at that venue. One of the concert highlights that developed on the road was the Yardbirds' cover of Howlin' Wolf's blues song, Smokestack Lightning. They used this riff. And this guitar solo. And this violin bow section. Page made all of this part of Led Zeppelin's How Many More Times, but the Yardbirds arrangement uniquely segued into the Lou Reed song, Waiting for My Man. On May 24, 1975, Led Zeppelin played at Earl's Court Arena in London, night number four of five. Most of the live footage from Earl's Court included on Led Zeppelin DVD is from this particular night. Led Zeppelin wanted to show the British audience what they had done in America on the tour that they had just completed. Here's Robert Plant on stage at Earl's Court. What we just had a great time doing in America after 18 months of laying back, we suddenly decided that we were much better working together than sitting at home pretending that we were, we'd done it all. Ultimately, the five-night concert series at Earl's Court was Led Zeppelin's last time performing in England for the next four years. All they knew at the time was these were the only four shows they were playing in England any time that year. On May 25th, 2001, Robert Plant began his first U.S. tour with this new band, Strange Sensation. Two members of this band are still touring with Robert today. On his two previous U.S. tours, Robert filled arenas with Jimmy Page, but now his new band briefly toured the clubs, theaters, and ballrooms of six U.S. cities. They previewed some of the cover songs that would make up Robert's next album, Dreamland, but also turned to some Led Zeppelin songs rarely performed live, such as Night Flight, Four Sticks, and In the Light. Oh yeah, 
Can you feel it? Can you feel it now? Oh. This is Carol Miller. Thanks for getting the let out. Check back next week for another Get the Let Out Calendar podcast.